Hello, everyone. Welcome to Glow Radio. Today, we have a very exciting guest, Juliette Obodo. She is a high-performance VR hypnotherapist and also a seven-figure business strategist. So I'm so excited to just hear her wisdom and everything that she has to share today. Welcome, Juliette. Thank you for having me, Jackie. Um, I just... Um... It's, it's been a while since I've been on a podcast, <laughs> so I'm excited to chat. I, I, I feel like, yeah, I have so much to say. You know, introverts, it's like as soon as you flip the switch, it's like, let's go. Awesome. I love that. I feel like I've been taking like a break from recording podcasts too, so it's been a little bit, so I'm also excited to dive in. So first of all, how about um, you tell us a little bit about yourself? I love hearing everyone's stories. So feel free to like give us a long story of your background and just how you got to where you are today. Well, um, I'm in my 30s. So I started my business right um, with my right alongside my Saturn return. <laughs> so um, I was in corporate before that. And before that, I was in scientific research. Um, I studied to go to medical school to become a psychiatrist, but um, when I was doing scientific research, I realized that I didn't want to stay within science, and I discovered tech, <laughs> and that was more interesting and more dynamic, and so I spent 10 years in corporate, in tech sales, until, um, you know, corporate burnout came about, and I started to kind of figure out, like, how how can I escape this? Like, what's my purpose? Like, there has to be more than just making money and chatting over the Keurig. <laughs> so um, I started to explore my spirituality and mindset and more things like that. And it just it sort of snowballed. Like, I would have never thought I would become a hypnotherapist. That was it. Um, people that knew me 10 years ago, they're, they're like, what? <laughs> wow. They, like, they'll discover me on some podcast or they'll discover me online. They're just like, is this Juliet from this company? <laughs> and they'll, they'll check my, and I see them check my LinkedIn after they start following me because they're like, well, how did this come about? And it was just very natural. When I was in tech sales, I actually was hypnotized for the first time because um, I had just moved to New York for my big tech job. It was like, this is the job where I started to make uh, six figures in tech. And I said, and before that I used to spiral with, um, because of ADHD, you know, I didn't realize that it was um, something that affected how I interacted with relationships and rejection. I just thought it was performance-based, but I said, I can't do this. I can't have, I can't spiral. This job is way too important. And so I just <laughs> Googled how to get over a breakup and like hypnotherapy came up and the, the doctor was based in, um, or not the doctor, but the hypnotherapist was based in Manhattan. So it was perfect. And she was actually across the street from my job. So it was just like, whoa. And so um, I booked a session with her and I felt fine. Like it wasn't, it's like hypnotherapy. It's not like you get hit by a truck or something, no side effects, nothing. The only side effect is the actual shift. 
And I didn't realize it worked until the next, maybe it was like nine months or 10 months later after another breakup. And I was fine. Mm. Wow. Completely fine. And my friends were just like, oh, okay. If I, you know, so the person that is like, oh, call in the troops, everybody come in to the <laughs> triage here. And then I was just suddenly fine. And um, it's, it's so powerful and so natural that I didn't even notice until I didn't have the problem anymore. The problem was no longer a problem. And, and so I put that aside and I continued in sales. I was like, okay, great, now I can just sell. <laughs> but um, of course, corporate uh, politics and all that stuff, it was just in masking for so long. It just gets you burnt out and you're tired. And I was like, I can't keep doing this for the rest of my life. I don't see myself doing this into my 50s, mm-hmm. like fake laughing my way to <laughs> for, for three more decades. I can't asking people how their vacation was. <laughs> or their weekend was, or their Friday was, over and over and over again. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It felt like Groundhog's Day, um, the movie. And so I started to uh, blog, different types of blogs, because I, at that time, um, before, before Instagram influencers, there were bloggers. Yeah. And so they were like making a lot of money. And I was like, I can write. I would love to do this. So I started to do travel blogging. And then I left corporate. I did like an eat, pray, love moment. I left corporate and I wrote a book, a travel guide, and it did really well. And so I had my um, savings and my book sales, but then (laughs) it ran out because I wasn't getting a salary anymore. And at that time, I didn't know how to promote this book consistently. So I started to learn social media, but I had to go back to corporate again. And I felt like such a failure. And it, it was really, I really struggled at that time until I just had to make the decision that I'm, I'm just going to do this. I'm not going to have corporate. I'm just going to go all in. And so I said, if I'm going to do a, this, I need a business that supports it. So I had to, I felt like I had this limiting belief where I had to run two businesses, one for my passion and one for money. And so I stuck with business funding, helping startups get funding then Facebook ads, agency, social media agency, all that, you know, just all the usual uh, businesses that people run to make six figures. And I did make it, but it was still burning me out because I was still doing something that I struggled with and the clients and all of that. And so um, once again, I Googled how to deal with burnout. <laughs> Hypnotherapy came up again. And um, this time, because I did that search, an ad came up for like a program. And in the program, there was a hypnosis audio, but I was used to getting hypnotized in person. So I never really took it seriously until in the Facebook group, people were like, oh my God, so many shifts. Oh my, I'm crying. I was like, maybe it's because they're from like, I'm from Brooklyn. I don't know. I'm in Brooklyn. I don't, I'm not crying. What are you talking about? It was dramatic. And so... I listened to the audio, so I ended up listening to the audio. I was like, oh my God, it's just raining in my room. I was crying, the release, the release. And so I was like, wow, this is such a powerful tool. I could use this to help my clients in business funding because I would have clients that would, wouldn't turn into applications because they're limiting beliefs 
or they would get the money and spend it in, inappropriately because of their financial trauma. So I was like, yeah, this would be great. And so um, since the person that ran the program just didn't do that type of stuff, I was like, all right, let me try to learn this so I can help my clients. And um, then I ended up just learning it and I tried to incorporate it into my old businesses, but I just, it, I didn't feel it anymore. So I started this practice and it was like a huge leap for me because in my mind and for the people around me, and even I see people today, especially as a black hypnotherapist, they discount, they know now how therapy is important, but you'll see people not try to pay for it. People are like, therapy should be free. I'm like, yes, but the people that provide the therapy should be paid. <laughs> you know, like what? <laughs> like these people are not sponges to soak up your trauma and then you, you know, throw them away. And so in my, and I was one of those people that believed that. So I couldn't imagine like people paying for hypnotherapy or paying for mindset because it's, it, I couldn't see to show them the immediate return on investment of your mindset until I started to talk about myself and my journey. And so I started to talk about it every time someone would ask me and I just leaned into the identity of a hypnotherapist. I was like, all right, I'm a hypnotherapist because I don't want to really do anything else. And at the time I was in LA. So whenever, you know, people, I would go to events or parties, they say, what, you know, the question, what do you do? Right? <laughs> I'm a hypnotherapist. And they're like, whoa, wow. And then we get into conversation. I start to get clients just by when I made the decision and start to see myself as not um, a multi-passionate writer, a um, business startup facilitator, or a Facebook ads guru, anything. As soon as I made the decision to see myself as a hypnotherapist and call myself a hypnotherapist, that's when I started to get clients. And then it just, and then they sent me referrals from there. So I didn't really have to like market or do anything. It just happened so naturally. And um, now five, almost 500 sessions later, here I am. Amazing. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's just such a powerful story. I feel like it's so relatable for me in a way, because I feel like I've gone through like my own serial entrepreneur journey and like nothing was working and recently like my business right now is very fresh still because I recently made the pivot to like marketing coaching and being an astrologer so I feel like right when I made that decision to pivot that's when I signed like my first client and it was just like so instant and it's funny that you mentioned your Saturn return because I'm actually going through my first one right now so it's <laughs> you know it's rough but I'm also very curious so what is your human design type? Because we love talking about human design here. Yeah, I'm a generator. Um, I have my chart somewhere, like the the um, the specifics, but I'm a generator. Love that. I am also a generator. That's probably why I felt like I could relate to your story so, so much. And do you know what your sun, moon, and rising is in astrology? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm a Leo sun, and cap moon and gemini rising amazing love that so so i'm curious here so when you started your hypnotherapy practice and you started getting clients how did you make the jump from like 
zero to seven figures in your business? Great question. So um, for me, when luckily I have experience in sales, so I learned from startup founders and um, like OG startup founders and how they price their products. Um, just like you see with how Uber was really, really cheap until they finally had a customer base and built demand and then got you hooked on the service. And now the prices you're like, my kid needs it just to go uptown. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? But so um, he, basically it's like you have to have your minimal viable product and get results, get feedback, fine tune it until you have the, uh, the main product and all these testimonials, then you can charge what you want. So I made the decision how much I wanted to charge for my sessions. Um, so I knew that in the future, I want to charge $10,000 per session. So I'm actually almost there now. And so this is what almost three, three, four years. So ten thousand. I knew that in five years I wanted to charge ten thousand dollars per session. And so when I got my first client, my first thousand dollar client was at the LA party, and I knew at first I was charging people two hundred and fifty dollars for sessions, but I knew at this event, at this party, in this beautiful house. That if I said $250, they wouldn't take me seriously, you know? They would be like, well, that's how much I spent on Uber Eats this, <laughs> you know? <laughs> this isn't going to do anything for me. And I knew that because I already had sessions and the shifts that I was able, I knew I could help this particular person because they had, when we we're talking, they were it was performance anxiety. So it wasn't like deep, deeply rooted trauma. I knew I could help them. And so I said, oh, yeah, it's $1,000 per session. And so that was my first time charging $1,000. And they were like, oh, wow, okay, yeah. And so I helped them. And it was so fast. And, and it was because they had, and they had an event so they can see immediately the shift. They were like, wow, I did the presentation. It was amazing. Um, they want me to do this, do this. And then eventually they got a raise. So my $1,000 session got them a $50,000 raise and they started to tell everyone about it. So it was like during that time, um, I started to get more people, but I was still also running my agency. So I was using hypnotherapy on myself and because I was removing a lot more money blocks and business blocks, I was able to easily get a hundred K in four months in my um, mobile app design agency as I was running, building my practice using hypnotherapy. So that got me even more clients because they could see me use it in a business. Like my business is it, my hypnotherapy isn't just to show you that hypnotherapy works, but it's like, I'm using it in this business. So I had my, my case study, my other people's referrals, and then started to build out from there. And so now my sessions, um, my individual sessions are $5,000 and then the virtual reality sessions are 8,000. Amazing. That story literally like gives me chills. <laughs> I don't want to focus in on that moment of it more. Like when you decided to charge this person $1,000 a session, had you like thought about it beforehand or were you just like in the moment and just came up with that number? It was in the moment. You know what? No, actually, because 
it was like I was thinking I was on it was like in the Uber or something and I was like wow I can't wait to like it would be because I was calculating how much I needed or something for something and I was like oh I would have to do this sessions and then put this away for taxes this 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 I was like oh I can't wait till I could charge like a thousand dollars per session I literally thought that and I don't know how I think it was like maybe a week later that I'm right in front of this person and, and I think it's because I started to think about, um, I didn't start, I started to think about money and my, my financial situation as transient versus stuck. I knew I was always going to keep making more money now in my business. And so because of that shift in energy, I was being given these opportunities faster and faster because I thought that a thousand dollars was going to be like maybe a few months down the line turned out to be like a few days down the line, quantum leaping <laughs> to yeah. that timeline because I had no resistance. Mm. I was just like, oh, okay. So oh, I can't, and I said to myself, oh, I can't wait. Like, it wasn't like, oh, I can't wait. I wasn't upset. I wasn't impatient. I was excited about it, but I was happy with where I was still, you know, because I didn't feel any lack. I was just like in the groove. And so by the time I got to that person, they felt that energy. I was like, yeah, a thousand dollars. And the way I said it, they knew that I was going to, and they're like, wow, you're really confident. So the pricing and then the stuff that I was saying to them, like what we would do, the process and what the possible issue is, just outlining it for them. It was like, that was it. Just sit, I love done that. deal. <laughs> That's amazing. So I want to hear your thoughts a bit more on limiting beliefs. Because I know you kind of touched on it a bit and you mentioned that you didn't have a lot of your limiting beliefs and that's why you kind of got that client, right? And I, and I saw your recent post, how you said that making a vision board isn't really going to do anything for you if you have a bunch of limiting beliefs holding you back still. So could you expand on that a bit more? Yeah, um, because people I was, especially um, on TikTok, everyone was like posting aesthetic vision boards, but then later on, they're like, I have $2 in my bank account. Like they'll post another <laughs> TikTok. And I'm like, do you know this is your mini universe, your little mini universe where you can post things that you want in your reality. So just by them just posting a video vision board for views versus for reprogramming and shifting it um it ruffled my feathers a little bit because i'm like this is a powerful tool vision board is not just like um like fluffy stuff like it actually works like you're and this is free it's free for you you know everyone's always complaining about people gatekeeping but it's like when you have the thing you don't take it seriously because it's free so i wanted to just kind of like wake people up like this when you put create your vision board you should make sure that is something that you truly believe in and if you don't ask yourself what need what do i need to do or what do i need to see or what needs to happen for me to believe that this is possible and if you don't believe that it's possible, it's just going to create more resistance and negative feelings for you. So maybe you should have, you can always have multiple vision boards. So you can have that one and then work on, you know, one that you fully believe in. Um, I have a tutorial in my um, 20, free 21 day challenge for limiting beliefs on how to create a belief board. And so the belief board is, is more specific to you 
it could still be aesthetic, <laughs> but it's more specific to you. And it's very, very powerful because on your belief board, you can put things like, I have amazing, I have positive interactions when I go to the grocery store. If you have like anxiety going to the grocery store, to the corner store, anything, um, either because you feel like you'll be racially profiled or you feel like because you have a general anxiety disorder. So that's one thing too. Um, putting that on your belief board. I have positive interactions when I go to the grocery store. I know, and it could be aesthetic, but that's like that belief right there makes a powerful shift in your life. Mm. Now you can run and get groceries, you know, so you can make your aesthetic um, TikTok videos with your latte and your stuff like that. Like just that little shift changes your life. And so now you have the groceries that you need in the morning, which sets the tone for your day. You have wine in the fridge now because you were able to stop by the wine store because you, you're no longer afraid because you put that on your belief board. I believe I'm able to, I'm, I believe that I'm able to actually make money from my business because some people are talking about business and stuff, but they don't truly believe that they, they see people around them. And then this is why too, if you're someone that has started your business and it's been like six to eight months and you see everyone around you like flourishing and you're still like not getting the amount of clients that you thought you would get that is because you are on the right frequency you just need to tune in mm. and your belief system is how you tune it in so what you're seeing everyone winning can be within you instead of you standing on the outside continuing to watch it so you shouldn't feel some type of way or feel bad when you see people winning around you you are on the right frequency you just need to tune in and so when, so when you see these people around you winning, ask yourself, what is it about me that, or what is it that's making me think that that can't happen for me? Mm -hmm. What is it that's making me believe that that is impossible for me? Because if it, you keep seeing this happen around you, but not to you, there is something stopping it from from absorbing and becoming part of your timeline, not just a, your, your reality, right? So when you ask yourself that question um, and you're given an answer, you write the opposite of the answer and put it on your belief board. And that is how you start to reprogram yourself. And as soon like the belief board is, you could trash it. You could trash it and start over and continue to reprogram yourself. I love that. I feel like that, that's just so useful. I feel like it's it's kind of like what I'm going through right now too, like trying to figure out my belief system and everything. So I think I'm actually going to use some of those prompts and questions that you just gave right now because that was just so awesome. So I also want to know about kind of more like your day-to-day in your business and like how you avoid burnout and like live your best life. So in terms of like content creation, since you are a content creator, how do you structure that so that you don't burn yourself out? So um, I make sure that, so my content, I do create content, but really to market my business. So I look at what I'm selling for the month or for the quarter. And then um, what, who, who is it for, right? And then what do they need to know? 
in order to become to become a client because I don't see myself like as an influencer like I don't do brand deals or anything so everything that sells for me and for me if all of a sudden like and honestly like the only reason I ever started in social media was to sell my books or to sell something so I've always been I don't even have like a personal Instagram or personal Um, social media pages everything's business because I'm just not if I wasn't running a business I would just be somewhere in the trees or (laughs) in the woods somewhere just hanging out (laughs) on a farm like if I if so I only post content that's either going to lead to someone opting in to my list so then we can get to know each other and see my offerings or getting someone into my program so that's how I so every piece of content that I create, the energy is aligned with my end goal. So that's to, so that's how I don't burn out because I only create content to that will actually come back to me. So if, if even if I don't get likes, but if I get opt-ins, when mm. if if I don't get um, likes, but I get a sale, when. So each piece of content, I either get an opt-in or a sale. So I don't, so the energetic return is there. Burnout is really when you are consistent, you're doing something with no energetic return. If you're always doing something, there's no energetic return, then you're going to burn out. If you're constantly, you could constantly show up, but if your audience doesn't learn anything or doesn't return the energy, reciprocate it, you're going to burn out. Even though people may not think like, oh, just um, do a YouTube. So I had a, I have a client that's a makeup influencer. They burnt out creating makeup tutorials because the they weren't getting as much paid as much as other creators, but they were creating great content. And so I said, stop, <laughs> stop. She's like, what? Stop. You have a host of, of content. Stop. Now it's time to stop creating and start promoting. And so she stopped for a month and just promoted the videos that she already had, um, creating collections, um, creating themes and getting views. And she started to get more um, brand deals based on that with no new videos. Cause you already, cause it's like the energetic return has to come back to you. And just wow, that's so good. <laughs> thank you. That's yeah, because so you, you take a break, you could take a break and then you come back and it's the same problem. You're going to burn out again. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, I feel like that's like what I talk about a lot too, because I think a lot of creators, they're like focusing on the likes, the comments, the engagement, but that's actually not important if you're trying to have a business and make sales, right? So I think what you just said really nailed that. Exactly. So what, what are some of the limiting beliefs, like the big ones that you had to overcome in order to get here? Um, that I couldn't make money from a business. Like I was so indoctrinated into needing a nine to five job. It was so strange to me to actually have no body, <laughs> not, to, not to report to anyone, you know? And not to, and then I was like, oh, I, how am I going to get health insurance? How do people, there's, you can get health insurance. There's, you can, if you're someone that's worried about health insurance, go to stride.com and sign up for health insurance. It's fine. Don't sell your soul for health. So I would stay at jobs 
just for health insurance, jobs that would drain me completely of my energy for health insurance. <laughs> and I couldn't even take off to go to the doctor <laughs> using this health insurance. It was wild. And so that was one. And then two, that's also attached to that one is like, I'm staying at this job that's draining my energy for something that's way less of value. I thought I saw money as something higher than me. I tied my worth to dollar amount. My, I'm not like you, your human spirit, your soul, everything is not tied to dollar amount. You are not a commodity. You're not a product. You have to always remember that no one can buy you. And so, um, so that was two, that was one to make sure that I knew that I was more valuable than money. Uh, my presence was a blessing, everything. So I could just show up and you pay me $50,000 for showing up. Yes, I'm worth it. You know, <laughs> just from sitting and looking at you, I had to, I had to work on that. And then um, three was that I can help people, that I could actually help people. Cause I was like, what? Like I didn't, this is, I was never one of those people that even meditated. I didn't even like yoga. And now I'm in a mindset, spirituality, hypnotherapy of all things. And so that was something that I had to really overcome. Love that, Sam. These are just like golden nuggets. <laughs> today. So let's chat a bit about your VR hypnotherapy sessions. Cause I know that's a bit newer. You just kind of started that recently. Tell us more about it. Yeah, so when you, if you're familiar with like meditation visualization, or um, even with Napoleon Hill and living at the end, the concept of living at the end with manifestation. So Napoleon Hill, um, I'm sorry, not Napoleon Hill. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, what is, why did I all of a sudden, um, Neville Goddard, Neville Goddard. <laughs> Not Napoleon Hill. No, Neville. <laughs> Neville Goddard is you. If you can find everything that he's ever written, read it because he is so he's so he was so ahead of his time. He talked about race. He even talked about gender when talking about this. Like how we. He's like my white my wife and I are equal. We're just different souls. Like my soul came here and represents this. And you know he talked about that. Like I was like, is he talking about transgender, like sex, sex and gender, like back in the day. Like wow, like he was ahead of his time. And so I really like I'm not one of those like mindset bros, but <laughs> I, they love him. But I they always leave those parts out. And so after I discovered that, I was like, wow he was really enlightened. And so he talked about the concept of living at the end. Mm -hmm. And no matter what is going on, and he would give stories from his life, stories from his client's life, but no matter what is happening around you, stay focused and saying, this is gonna happen. I don't know how, but it's gonna happen. This is gonna happen. And stay focused on that end scene. And the end scene is you, living out your manifestation. So say you wanted to get concert tickets. You're not going to think about you going on to Ticketmaster. You're going to think about yourself sitting in front row, looking at the singer, like enjoying yourself. That's the end scene. And so for a VR session, we would create that experience for you. Mm. We would create that concert experience, you sitting there, standing there at the concert, looking at the singer, 
And so that really helps a lot of people that are not able to tap into their emotions or tap into the visual because a lot of people can't visualize in their minds. I've discovered a lot of my clients. So creating this virtual reality, it's giving them the, the power of visualization and the power of feeling the feeling. The feeling is the secret. And so that's what makes it so powerful. And so they have this VR session that's customized to their end scene. They're there and they keep going in, going there for 30 days. It's, it's locked into their timeline. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds amazing. So, so usually when you do it, you said it's about 30 days that you take them through the process. So um, we create it. So, so for the session, um, it's a two part package. So the first time we'll talk about what they want, we'll do a regular hypnosis. And then I'll get the end scene for them. And then we create the end scene, then they come back and they have their uh, VR um, headset and everything. And I walk them through the virtual reality session. And then they would do it follow up for 30 days after mm -hmm. our last session and then stop lock it in it's done so it's just done by that time they feel some people stop after like 14 days even because they're like oh yeah it's done i don't need to do this anymore and then just wait and then it just they're on that timeline mm, gotcha amazing what are some of the like craziest transformations that you've seen in your clients Wow, um, one client was not into tech at all. Um, and they were just like, they didn't see themselves as a tech founder. And then they end up selling their company for 10 million. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, another client won a Grammy. Um, I've had clients get leading roles in TV series, even um, though they thought because of their complexion, they weren't going to be able to get the role. Um, I've had clients that hit 250, went from struggling to hit 10K months to $250,000 for the year, like <laughs> because of um, just shifting their money matrix just helped them so much. And then before, like you can even see how they showed up online. Like now they're just very sure. You see them on different podcasts. You see them getting press, Business Insider, Forbes. It's it's a, it's a lot. It's a, so many different transformations. Um, I have a, a highlight on my Instagram that has like my different clients that share. Because for me, I don't want people to think that um, unless for permission if they if they want me to but a lot of my clients do have me sign NDAs. Uh, so and it makes sense because you know you don't want like Hollywood reporter or something to come <laughs> roll up to me and I don't want that either. I don't want that attention at all. So but yeah, it's it's really powerful. Really mm -hmm. I I would never thought this would be my life in 2022. Yeah, that sounds crazy. Just like such big leaps. So in terms of like timing, like, was it just after one session and then these crazy shifts happened? Or what's kind of like the average timeline that you see? Yeah, um, it's instantaneous after one session. Wow. Yeah, um, real estate even never sold a house after a session, first week out, first commission amazing wow that's just so crazy that's like literally so powerful it's, yeah it's like it's because it's you it's not even me it's like all of a sudden it's like 
it's just like when you were a little kid and you were learning how to ride a bike, right? It was like one day it just clicked. It just clicked. One day it was like, I'm riding a bike. When we, if, I know it really remembers, but you, if you could see children, babies now, because my friends have babies now, <laughs> and see like all of a sudden they're walking. Like you were just rolling off the couch. Now you're <laughs> turtle pattering around is that it's natural we're so powerful like how how do we just go from meatloafs to now (laughs) (laughs) to soccer players you know you went from a meatloaf to a soccer player that's powerful like i know it's so regular now because everyone could do it but that in itself is powerful you went from the meatloaf to a soccer player (laughs) like you know baby's just like (laughs) there little meatloaves and then all of a sudden they're like doing it's so wild yeah that's that's wild that's just amazing so tell us like your your links your websites and everything like how can people um find out more about you sure um you can find me on instagram at juliet siaboto i'm on tiktok at million dollar hypnotist and youtube at million dollar hypnotist Amazing. Amazing. Do you have any final words of advice for everyone? I would definitely start to question. I would start to question the right things, like question yourself, but in a, in a positive way, like why can't it be you that wins? Why can't it be you that succeeds? Why can't it be you that is happy? And then you'll find that there's really no reason why it can't be you. I love that. That's so powerful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I feel like you shared just like so many nuggets of wisdom. I'll be re-listening to this podcast and doing some (laughs) of the prompts you gave. So yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Glow Radio. If you guys do enjoy the podcast, take a screenshot of the episode you are listening to, share it on your stories so that I can make sure to re-share it. You can also show your support by leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. Thank you so much and I'm sending you lots of love.